This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's fucking delightful. Delightful. Fucking good combination playing. Sliding balls into space. Good. Excellent. The other one the fucking wrong. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rover Report podcast. My name is Anthony Waterson. I am joined down the line by Malcolm Dugdale. How are you, Mal? I'm good, Ant. It's been a decent evening again, middle of the week. But, yeah, I'm very well, mate. Hope you are too. I am, yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit cold, but um, you know, I'll get, I'll get over that. We've obviously just come off the back of um, Sunderland beating Manchester United under twenty ones two one. I mean, it's pretty much Sunderland under twenty ones beat Manchester United under twenty ones. The team that Lee Johnson had put out, yeah, Sunderland took the lead in the second half through Therese Dice after great work by Will Harris forcing a save from the goalkeeper, and Dice followed up. Man United equalised not long after that. Um, a well worked corner. Put in by Zidane Iqbal, which is a great name. Great football. Uh, um, you know, really, really good finish, actually. Yeah. Then Sunderland retook the lead after a wonderful move. Paddy Arman doing so well, uh, winning the ball in midfield, even though he's centre-back. Playing in Alice Taylor, who crossed in for Stephen Wern to nod home. Um, but Mal, we'll, we'll go over the, the team first, because obviously last week, um, Sunderland played a, a blend of youth and experience, but today it was all youth. Were you surprised by that? Like that there was not one first team regular there. Surprised, sort of. I mean, I suppose you could class Hume as a sort of a first team regular, but he was in the wilderness mm-hmm. for a bit about his contract, wasn't he? And then uh, obviously he's coming back and getting back up to fitness. But he was in there. I was surprised that it wasn't more like the Lincoln selection in that they weren't even strength on the bench. You know. It was mm-hmm. it was the full starting eleven plus the bench was all you know the youth side, um, and that's good you know give them an opportunity to shine give them a chance. Um, it's a it's an under twenty ones team that you're playing against, so why not? Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's an exactly ideal situation for that position though. Obviously, there's probably going to be a bit of grief with the the competition organisers and, you know, all the selection criteria and stuff like that. But so bloody what, you know, there's, there's, there's bigger fish to fry than that. Um, but I was, I was, even though it was quite a, you know, a, an inexperienced and, and youth focused team, um, you know, it ended up being a good night, didn't it? So it just shows maybe it's worth doing that from time to time and giving them a run out, you know. Really, really open game. I thought, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it started off from the first couple of minutes, obviously, um, Joe Hugel, who was wanting to make a, an impression on his, um, his uh, reappearance yeah. to see his return <laughs> back to Wearside, got put through by Denver Hume, <laughs> and rounded the goalkeeper, and then hit the post, which he probably should have scored. But from that, I mean, it was it was such an open game. Obviously, we hit the post. 
Um, I think United hit the post again in the first half, but it was end-to-end stuff. And I, to be honest, I thought it was quite an entertaining first half. Though both teams were trying to win the game. I thought Sunderland in the middle of the park, is it Harrison Shona? I'd I, I probably sp- um, pronounce his name wrong, but I thought he was very good. I thought Therese Dice was showing really good promise down on the left wing. Obviously, Stephen Wern was doing you know, the number 10 role to perfection. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really, really good open game. and It was a good first half of football, even though it was nil-nil. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. It was one of them where, as we've seen with the first team in the league games, there's times when we really boss a half, but we don't quite have the um the final ball and the and the final touch to get a goal. You know, as you say, we hit the post, um, with a really good effort that uh, Richardson kind of it was half of a kind of overhead kick one. It was a bit weird, really, mm-hmm. but the goalie was nowhere bloody near it. If if it had been on the inside of the post or, um, you know. In, in the corner, then there was no chance anybody was going to save it. Um, but yeah, good good first half, just lacking that tiny bit of quality in the final third. Uh, I agree with what you've said. In the first half, I thought Dice was absolutely tearing a new one for his opponent. You know, he was really having a go, which, you know, probably it's good news for the squad. But when, when you got Denver Hume kind of playing on the same wing as you, and he's seeing you getting so much joy down that attacking left-hand side, you know, especially after Hume made that silly mistake in the first couple of minutes, then, you know, it's goodness for the squad, but there's there's obviously challenges for Hume to get into the first team without Dice becoming part of the pecking order, you know what I mean? So Yeah, because Dice is a left-back as well. He in, is, yeah. Uh, by trade, even though he played left-wing today, I thought he was very, very good. He was. All the way through. We'll, we'll talk about him even more now, because we'll go on to the first goal. After a little bit of poor play by Man United, you know, trying to pass out from the back, Will Harris intercepts, goes through on goal, forces a good save from United goalkeeper, but it comes out to Dice. He's still got a little bit to do, but it's an emphatic finish, isn't it? I, I thought he was going to sky it, you know, I really did. I mean, <laughs> he, he put it like an inch under the crossbar, didn't he? You know, and, and and I know he put it away from the goalie and he put some height on it so it didn't get saved. But how many times have we seen even some of our first choice attacking players sky something like that? Uh, but yeah, he finished it brilliantly uh, and he deserved it, you know, right from the start. You know, five minutes in, he was putting crosses in. He had a shot that he put high. About 10 minutes in, over the bar, you know, the keeper spilled one of his efforts to push for a corner, 17, 18. He, he, was, he was all over his opponent in the first half. Um, so for him to get a goal, I think it was well-deserved. And for him to be playing where he was, him and, him and Hume were overlapping with each other quite a bit. So it's great that he's getting in the box like that. I know he was playing a bit more attacking today. And getting a reward for the graft that he put in, because he really did work very hard in that first half. And he got he got the... The game off to a, a lead in the 50th or so minute, didn't he? It was really good, well taken. He did, off. yeah. And I thought we were going to push on from there because I thought we were probably the better side in the first half. But we conceded, I mean, I think Man United came at us and conceded a corner. I think Oli Younger had, had deflected one over the bar. To be fair, I'll go into Oli Younger a little bit in detail later on because I thought he was superb. But he, he got he got his body in front of one, went out for a corner and then a nicely worked corner, I think, by... United, obviously, it was a, a training ground move. Ball falls to Zidanek Balu, blasts it in to the top corner. I mean, from where I was sitting, it was a wonderful finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was watching it on the stream, uh, and you didn't get quite as good an angle, I think, from the camera above the halfway line. But if you were at either end, I bet you that looked like a, a, you know you could see and appreciate the quality of the finish. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, we were all over them, and and. Um, 
younger had a header against the goalie. He went up against the goalie and, and the goalie kind of half spilled it. I thought he was going to nod that in, um, mm-hmm. you know, literally a minute or two before Iqbal put that one in the top corner. And that bothered me a bit because after that, for five or ten minutes, we looked a bit rattled. You know, we, we, we weren't settling. We were letting them back into the game. And Sunderland do that a lot at first team level as well, don't they? You know, they get a lead, they're playing confidently, and the other team get a get a goal, which to be honest was a bit of a bit of quality amidst a lot of kind of poor football really from from the young man new lads. Um and we looked I wrote down fifty nine minutes fifty nine minutes we looked rattled, you know, 'cause yeah. We just couldn't put our foot on it and get back to the shape that we had. It was it was a little bit frustrating for five or ten minutes after that. Yeah, Hugo had another couple of chances, didn't he? He went through one-on-one um, and Carney made a very good save with his feet. And then again, I think after um, Denver Hume had gone down in United's box, which I thought was, was, was a penalty, to be honest, but then they cleared it and Hugo's away again and just volleys it straight at, at Carney, which... There was a lot of fume about Hugo leaving, and he did look good in the under-18s and 23s from what I saw, but tonight, he'll have better games than that tonight. I would expect him to finish one of them three, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, lucky for us, he didn't. Exactly. He needs to fill out a little bit, but, you know, listen, they don't sign average players, so I'm sure he'll have better days than what that. What age is he now, and I don't know how, exactly how old he is. I, Do you I know don't him? think he's 18. I think he's either 18 or 19, right, mate. He's yeah, not very so he's old. He's got a fair bit of development to do then yeah no we'll go on Paddy Armand who does not look an under 23 player you know he's built he's so well built and wins the ball um, in the middle of midfield plays it out wide um for for young Ellis Taylor who another one who I thought had a good game today he puts in an absolutely fantastic cross and there's Stephen Wayne who probably deserved that goal and nothing to be on the goalkeeper to make a 2-1 um, I thought his all-around game tonight was superb. I thought he was excellent. From the first time I've actually seen him live, I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, he was He was bordering on untouchable at times, wasn't he? That little kind of interaction that he did on the edge of the box. He, he beat like two men that were mm-hmm. surrounding him virtually with a, a bit of a worn turn, we were calling it on the chat earlier on. <laughs> you know, um, Phil West will love that. He loves your little rhyme. Does he, he, does he like, like the little alliteration bits? Does in the he, worm yeah, turn. The worm turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he absolutely deserved it. And he didn't he take it beautifully. You know, he really got up there, powered the header down towards the side net and, you know, no way the goalie was getting anywhere near it. Um, great cross from Taylor, picked them out lovely. One thing that you you might see on the replay, and because um, obviously you can't get replays when you're live, if you watch young Harris, he actually draws the defenders towards the cross, which gives Wern the, the space that he's got on the penalty spot. So although Harris didn't have, um, you know, as prolific a game as he's had in some of the under-23s and stuff like that, um. You know, he he kind of gets a semi assist for me there because he pulled a couple of the players out the way of the cross, uh, making yeah. room for Wern to get up and take that header as well as he did. So you know, bit of credit to that boy there as well. To be fair, to Harris he created did a lot of space. Didn't he? He, yeah. he did a lot to, to to bring Wern into the game a lot, which obviously yeah we scored a goal from that. And and as well, Harris he was up against you know an an ex an ex man well an ex Man United full term player, an ex Sunderland player. Yeah. You know, a guy who's been who's been there, done that in the lower leagues, Paul McShane. And I thought he made the made McShane look bang average. Well, to be fair, McShane is bang average, but <laughs> um, I thought he won that battle today. Um, and he'll come off. He'll probably come off that pitch. You know full of beans because he's come up against you know, an experienced centre-half and probably beat him 
You know, he probably won that battle. And he looks a good player, actually, does Harris. He, Wouldn't mind seeing yeah. him out on loan, to be honest, Mal. Give him a little bit of experience and bring him back and make him challenge for the first team. I don't know if, if you think the same. It's, I, I don't know if I want to see him out on loan. Um, yeah, probably. Although, if he goes out on loan now, he has to go quite a low level, doesn't he? And I'm not sure yeah. if he'd learn that much. He looks like a decent item. But yeah, I mean, he's going to come off the pitch today a little bit battered and bruised from McShane giving him the experienced elbows and positioning and... You know, um, but he did a good job, and where he didn't get through, like the opportunity he had uh, against Lincoln the other the other week, uh, you know that one where he was just a little bit stretched and the goal he saved it. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't get any clear opportunities like that, but he he did do a bit of a Loch Ness Drogba where he was pulling players out the way and making room for other people, and you know Stewart creates as many goals with his movement as he does score them. You know, and that's what you yeah. need from your attackers. And if he's got that at such a young age, Harris, then that's a great quality for the club to develop, either on loan or, or within the structure of the club, either way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good good show from the lad, and, and he, he, he definitely made a difference without actually scoring. Yeah, um, I, I, the only other chance I can think of Man United having was a shot from the edge of the box, which which Carney's made a very good save to tip it over the bar. Um, but I thought we saw the game out quite well. Obviously, Lee Johnson made his... Um, traditional bringing on a defender and going five at the back with about 10 seconds left. I didn't particularly quite get that one. <laughs> but, you know, it's minutes on the pitch for, for the young lad who came on. Kelly, Kelly who came Johnson on. came on right at the end, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was. It was Zach Johnson who came yeah. on the right back. Yeah, he came on just to see the game out. But I thought we were very comfortable. I thought, um, literally for night, I thought the better team won. I thought Sunderland were quite comfortable. Like I said, there was a few players who um, did shine. Obviously, I thought Wern was brilliant. Um, but at the back, I thought Oli Younger was absolutely immense. Uh, it was really, really good. And if you put his body on the line, uh, made blocks, you know, looks a good player. And he, he'd be a pick out who I would, I would try and give him a couple of first team uh, games. You know, I think I think he's a good player. Well, I I would agree. And you know, across the back line, obviously, um, Hume's got quality and he's still building his fitness up. Um, you know, he had he had a bit of a brain fart in the first five minutes, but other than that he mm-hmm. he did quite well, I think. Um yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I think I think Younger and Richardson, um, with an honourable mention for Armand as well, did did quite well at the back. Um but yeah, young younger, if you know, I was I was talking to the lads on the WhatsApp chat, you know, looking at the way Wern played, if I was Pritchard I'd be looking over my shoulder because mm-hmm. He did a lot of things that I was expecting to see from Pritchard by now, and we haven't seen it. You know, the movement, the pace, uh, the attacking intent, they were there. Now, again, it was against a, a youth side, and, and if Pritchard played today, he probably would have done that as well. Um, but, you know, um, and in the same vein, Younger had such a strong game with some of the mistakes that the back four have been making recently. You know, the horror show and the puddle at Portsmouth, and, you mm-hmm. know, even outside of that game uh, down at Fratton Park, the likes of um you know some of the center backs haven't been covering themselves in glory so he's you know he's definitely tapping them on the shoulder and and wondering if the likes of Bailey Wright and that want to have a little bit of a rest while he has a go um mm-hmm. and why not you know that's what these games are really good for give us options give us depth um so yeah younger was was cracking um that headbutt was a bit weird though, wasn't it? Did you did you catch that? <laughs> I, mean, it, I it did, kinda, yeah. Kind of half he was dived to in go and, for the ball and, yeah. and completely missed it and ended up spearing them. Who were who was a Danik ball, which yeah. was quite a funny yeah. one that. But uh, I was amazed because the referee seemed to be very quick to boot our players. Obviously, um, 
Armand got booked uh, quite early on yeah. and um, Dice got booked as well. And I'm amazed that the referee didn't want to book him for that, but um, he got away with that one. But I thought he was excellent. Yeah, and him and Wern, I would say, I would, I would probably give Wern man of the match just for the, the tricks that he was doing. Um, and obviously getting the goal, um, he would be my man of the match. I, I don't know if you've got anyone else to add to that one, Matt. So Wern definitely gets him out of the match for me. You know, when I was when I was writing notes down watching the game, I put a little plus down for when they do something really positive and contributory to the success and, and Wern's list of pluses is double the length of anybody <laughs> else's, honestly. The lad obviously had a cracking game. Taylor, I think, had a had a good game as well. Yeah. Um and Dice, as we mentioned, and defensively, younger is streets ahead with his his positive kind of um little notes that I've made from the rest of the defence as well. So, so yeah, but I'd have to give it to Wern. You know, he, he got a, a goal the other day that he kind of fell over. This was much more a crafted goal by the team and he finished it quite emphatically. Um, so he'll, he'll be over the moon, you know, so good luck to the lad. Yeah, and, and a very good fact is he's now scored uh, more goals for Sunderland than Danny Graham has. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Mal, that's, um, that's us... Pretty much bar the shout and qualified for the next round um, with one game left. So that's good. I mean, obviously today he's put a new team out. I'd imagine against Bradford, it'd be more of the same. But going deeper into the competition, do you think it will be just a mix of um, the youth and experience? And given the likes of, you know, Taylor, um, Dice, who's, you know, really impressed they've won, um, and Younger, more this would be their kind of, you know, their look into the first team this season. So I think... Johnson can really use this competition to his own and the club's benefit. And the reason I say that is, um, it, it, to be honest, it pisses me off a little bit when we get all the way to the semis and the final and they start dropping all the first teamers in. I think he should use this competition as a development competition, like a lot of sides do. Um, but give the lads clear signals that if they do well, if we get to Wembley, you know what? you'll at least be on the bench. Give them something to aim for, you know, because mm-hmm. there's no reason to risk the first-team players until we really, really have to. Um, we've already run the, won the trophy, so are we bothered about winning it again? Yeah, we'll be able to go maybe if we got there this time and nobody could last year. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think he'll stick with the, the development approach and the youth approach and maybe, you know... He should use the the carrot on the end of the stick of um I'm going to stick with this approach and if you lads get us to Wembley then you're going to get a run out up there that might be something that ends up helping us to sign some of these guys on for for you know for further contributions to the club in the future which obviously we've had a a bit of news about today haven't we um you know talking about signings there's uh, there's a little bit of news there that's just emerged isn't there. Seamlessly gone into the my next point, Mel. So that will we will we will talk about Elliot Embleton signing a new deal. Um, three and a half year. I mean, for me, it was a little bit of a surprise, especially the length of contracts. Um, but massive, massive news. You know, it obviously is um kind of epitomising what the whole you know Speakman Lee Johnson kind of era is all about: signing these young players, tying them down to contracts and. You know, I'd imagine Elliot's going to be the first one of many. Uh, obviously, a lot of people say we need to tie Dan Neal down as well. I'm sure there'll be discussions, but let's talk about Elliot Hamilton. I mean, he's had a great start the season. Um, you know, he scored a couple of goals, and it's great to see a local lad actually tied down. You know, and uh, it, it's going to be great for him and great for the club. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, in a weird way, I actually think the Hume experience has actually benefited the club 
in that mm-hmm. he kind of semi put himself in the shop window a bit and had a, had a bit of a sniff about what was on the market. Didn't quite come off for him. Maybe he was poorly advised. He's only a young lad, you know, and, and you've got to respect that. Agents are just absolute nightmares, aren't they? So, um, And then he ended up signing, you know. So I think there's possibly an element in the squad now of, you know, we are a big club and we're going in the right direction. So this is a good place to be. So getting the signing of Hume was a good thing for me. Um, he's going to have to work to get back into the team, as we've said. But getting people like Embleton down, it just it's just a statement of intent from the, the, the coaching and recruitment staff, you know. He went out on loan. He earned promotion on loan last season. We kept him. We're signing him on. He's staying here, um, you know. And as a and as an absolute worst case scenario, if somebody comes in with mega money for him, then obviously the club and he might decide to accept that. But at least we're not going to lose good kids for coppers anymore because that was just ridiculous yeah. in the previous regime. One, I just got so so wound up by that, you know. Yeah, I think that's the the big thing to come out of it. If you know, if if he does kick on, and you know, we can now command a fee, and we can probably get what we feel is going to be, you know, an an acceptable offer for him, you know. Exactly. So, but I just hope he kicks on, and I hope he does it with Sunderland, to be honest, because you know, knowing knowing the family well, you know, he 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 absolutely loves the club. So, fingers crossed, he will uh, he'll kick on with us. But yeah, we'll we'll leave it there, Mark. Um, thank you very much for joining us, mate, and you know, a bit of thoroughly enjoyable evening, I think. Yeah, it's been great, mate. You know, and, and the, the final point I would make, Ant, is, you know, the good the other good thing that I really enjoyed about tonight is you could see the strategy, the tactics and the ethos of the club even being played by ten kids plus Hume, you know. You yeah. can really for me, I don't know if you agree with this, but you could really see that the way that the club is now being set up to play, it's it's blue rinsing all the way down the levels to the under twenty ones, the under twenty threes. And, you know, they they played with pretty much exactly the same style and approach, the high press, you know. That that was one of the most positive things about tonight for me. You know, the club's got an identity again and we're playing in a good way. And we got a win, you know, and we've qualified for the knockout phase with a game in hand. So, happy days, mate. Good evening. Yep. Happy days. Like I say, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, mate. Thank you very much for, for joining us. But yeah, I mean, uh, very, very quickly, good luck to the Sunderland ladies who are playing Sheffield United um, in the Conti Cup. Best of luck to the men and the lasses. Uh, we'll be back um, maybe for Twitter Spaces on Friday if we can find a host, but definitely we'll be back for the post-match show on Saturday night and more than likely on Sunday. But, Mark, I think me and you were going to go and sign for Man U under 21s because of Paul McShane and play and so on me, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.